It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. All right, so thank you for tuning in, Chomping at the Bit. Um, Kyle Edwards, of course. Hopefully you're having a great day. Now, as you can tell when you click on the episode, I want to talk about the three-ring three circus that is the Brooklyn Nets. So if you remember this story, I did an episode, I think a couple of weeks ago, where I said I didn't see Durant going anywhere because... Brooklyn would never get what they wanted for Durant. And then that's the case. Why would they just let him go for nothing? But we were, you know, constantly updated with, you know, closed door meetings between Durant and ownership and prospective deals that were supposedly out there, which I never believed any of them. We were also given you know, this whole ultimatum from Durant to own to the team. And ultimately, where did it all lead to? So I'll talk about that in the episode. And I guess kind of talk about how Nets fans should feel. Now, I'm not a, I'm not a Nets fan. So the implosion of the Nets, the drama with the Nets, it's perfectly fine to me as a Celtics fan, but... I'm going to try to speak on this as if I were a Nets fan. So with that, I'll uncover the latest in the saga or well, the conclusion that we got early on Tuesday, I believe, is when we learned, you know, what's going to happen this season. May shock you, but like I said, if you listened to my episode a couple weeks ago, you were prepared for this. And with that, let's go ahead talk about this. Hopefully for the last time this offseason because I'm, I'm done with this non-story. So like I said, biggest non-story of the NBA offseason finally came to a conclusion when we learned... Durant and the Nets are going to move forward together. So all of this, you know, oh, the Celtics are leaders with the package surrounding, uh, surrounding you know, Jalen Brown to the Nets. Uh, Toronto's trying to get in the mix. I think the last team was with Memphis a couple of days ago. We're looking to put a deal in front of Brooklyn. I'm sorry, but once again, like I said, the minute I learned Brooklyn asked the Celtics for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, I knew they weren't serious, number one. And number two, nothing was going to get done because any 
smart team would never give up top assets for a guy that you didn't know on a week-to-week basis whether he was happy or whether he would be happy with your team or not and any team that would have traded for him going into this next season I mean there'd always be questions about if Durant's happy there or if your team struggles to, to begin the season there'd always be talks about oh well maybe around the trade deadline something can happen and I don't think any team wanted to deal with that so when we learned that Durant was going to have this closed door meeting with the ownership I don't know how it went I'm not an NBA insider but I'll talk about that in a little bit in terms of like these NBA insiders that have been following this story all this time but I assumed the closed door meeting probably went something like this Durant probably just walked in sat down looking at uh, I guess Sean Marks or whatever and Brooklyn probably told him look we understand your little trade request but um there's nothing out there for you and then Durant probably gave them a look like hmm and Brooklyn probably put it this way you know either we work it out and we figure this out together or unfortunately you're probably just going to sit out and waste you know I mean I don't want well I guess Durant's technically still in his prime I never understand where the prime years are with athletes but let's just say he's at the end of his prime so now he's going to be wasting his final years in his prime holding out because he has four years left on his deal and doesn't like the situation then from that it turned into I'm assuming Durant saying alright cool you know what I'll stay maybe Durant gave them a list of demands for you know making his stay a little bit you know more tolerable for him and we'll see over the next couple of weeks some movement or something I don't know but for now we know Durant staying I'm assuming he'll probably be there the next four years maybe I don't know who knows but then on top of that story we learned a little bit later on Tuesday that Kyrie Irving's not going anywhere either so apparently they're just gonna run it back from last year so best case scenario I guess for Steve Nash and Brooklyn is that Durant Irving are happy number one number two Ben Simmons actually steps on a court and plays meaningful minutes because we haven't seen that in a while either and that's going to be a variable all season so that's two and three they can get through these next four years with Durant and never have to go through anything like this again where he's demanding trades um you know, delivering ultimatums on firing coaches and stuff. Maybe that's all behind him now. 
in the next four years will be, you know, sunshine and lollipops or whatever. I highly doubt it because we've kind of seen the person that Durant is now and I don't see that changing anytime soon. But like I said, the fact that this story got so much attention and I was on ESPN earlier and read a story about, you know, how the Nets and Durant move on from this story. And they ask their NBA insiders a question like, who loses out of this whole thing? And a couple of them were like, you know, Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, uh, Mikhail Bridges, guys whose names that these same insiders were throwing out there in potential deals for Durant. So now they're saying those guys are losing because, you know, those players have to be hurt by hearing their name in trade talks. And I think I'd have to disagree with that because as the story kept going and going, my full belief was all of these names that were thrown out there were clearly on Brooklyn's side. So, you know, if those teams that those players are on, if their ownership is strong enough, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal, you know, for those players, you know, quote unquote, going back to their teams after their name being out there. So that, that, that part, I don't understand. Also in all of this, the NBA is a business. So names are going to be thrown around all the time. So in a situation like this, I don't think a player can sit there and, you know, be like vindictive towards the organization because their name was thrown out there in a potential trade for a guy. And I'm pretty sure for Siakam, Brown and guys like that, their names have probably been kicked around before this story, you know, even came out in terms of potential deals with other players. So why would this be any different than that? Now, that's not to say that it may not cause a rift between some of these players and their teams, but I highly doubt it. If there's any loser in all of this, it's clearly either Durant or Sean Marks and, you know, Nets higher ups because all this story has shown, you know, NBA players, fans, you know, all that is that the Nets are a complete mess. They're built around nothing but drama, whether it's Durant with all this, Kyrie Irving's been nothing but drama for years now. Uh, Ben Simmons, will he play, won't he play? Drama. And then, because of Durant and all that, Steve Nash and Sean Marks have been thrown into it, where now, next season, we're going to have to wonder, you know, if the Nets go on like a little losing streak or something, are Marks and Nash's jobs in jeopardy? Now, Joe Sy did come out and say like he's backing his guys, you know, the coach and management like that. So maybe that's not a big part of it. But I know in terms of 
you know, NBA TV or ESPN where they when they do an NBA segment because you know the Nets are going to be a focal point this coming season because of this offseason stuff. You know, everybody's going to be looking to see when or if the trio now of Durant, uh, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons doesn't implode. Do they find a way to make it work? And you can only look at last season as a reason to look at it, you know, that and, you know, have a little countdown going between the three of them. Because remember, when Durant and Kyrie had James Harden join them, everybody assumed that that was going to be the big three that was going to dominate the Eastern Conference for the next couple of years. And that trio lasted about two weeks before James Harden wanted out again. And, you know, luckily he got out of there, I'm assuming, because I'm sure he would have hated to have been still on that team with all this going on. But now you're swapping out James Harden and whatever drama comes with him for Ben Simmons, where there's plenty of drama with him. Um, if there is one thing you can say, Brooklyn, it will be interesting to watch next season. Well, I guess as long as all three are on the court, because that's no guarantee how many games you're going to get at that. Uh, between between Kyrie being Kyrie and you know his you know, propensity to just miss games for whatever reason or uh, Ben Simmons if he does get back to the court we don't know where he's at mentally so if he were to play and you know maybe he's not playing well for a couple of games who's to say he doesn't completely break down again and take himself off the court thereby leaving Durant kind of in the situation he was in during the playoffs against the Celtics where it almost seemed like it was Durant versus the Celtics in that series because Kyrie basically checked out after game one and that's when the Celtics put so much attention on Durant that he, you know, he couldn't hold up. So, um, like I said, the it's the end of the saga for now. We'll have to see once training camp and the regular season starts. Do we get more stories about Durant being unhappy? Which, you know, we'll probably have to see, I guess, around the train deadline if that story kind of builds up before that or is this something that becomes a story every off season for the next four years it quite possibly could be just that every off season becomes its own uh, chapter in this this uh, book of Kevin Durant's Nets tenure but for now it seems like he'll at least be there to start the season next season and I mean Nets fans have to hope that these three figure it out because ultimately if all three of them are on the court uh, mentally have bought in 
physically are healthy. The Nets should be players in, you know, who comes out of the Eastern Conference next season. I say should be. So much can happen. Uh, you know, the Bucks and the Celtics will be there, presumably. I mean, you can never write off Miami. Um, who else? So, do you slot Brooklyn into that top half of the East there? Or if the infighting continues, do they struggle to be a play-in team again next season? Uh, either way, like I said, they will be interesting to watch. And I'm sure they'll be on you know, primetime network TV a lot next season because why wouldn't they? But yeah, so... I guess as I wrap this episode up, I mean, you have to kind of feel for, I guess, Joe Sy and Steve Nash to, to be honest, you know, dealing with, well, I wouldn't say Ben Simmons is uh, an ego. I don't know. He, he probably is, but dealing with Durant and Kyrie again next season. I'm, I'm sure Steve Nash is, you know, happy at the prospect of what could come from that. But he's got to be pulling some hair out, thinking that he's got to deal with that pairing again next season without real, you know, assurances that both guys are going to be fully committed I mean, especially after Durant's ultimatum that he wanted Nash fired. How, how how does that work now between those two during a game, you know, the timeout? If Nash is there addressing the team, drawing up a play, is Durant fully listening to him? Or is Durant just going to do what he wants to do when he's out in the court? So, plenty of questions. I'm sure this will probably be a subject that I touch on during the season but for now with the offseason hopefully this is the last we hear about anything with the Nets kind of doubt it but that's just my hope so if you enjoyed this episode please let me know Uh, you know what you can do hit the like button you can subscribe to the show Uh, go over to Twitter follow me at chomping podcast or if you can follow me on Instagram it's just my page Kyle Edwards um but um but yeah so do you think Durant I guess plays out his four years on his deal and about Kyrie Irving who's been kind of the forgotten guy in all of this do you think he makes it the season with Brooklyn and gets a new deal in the offseason to stay in Brooklyn maybe to coincide with Durant's years I don't know but going to be interesting so like i said let me know comment section or twitter wherever but thanks again and as i always say be safe out there uh god bless enjoy your day i'm out have a good one
Before Sarah discovered chumbacasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah Woo-hoo! often thinks about the old boring Sarah. Yes. And wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were created by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.